Joshua Cribbs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Washed it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody berry. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung out and drilled, deep right center, away back, gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up. And now, Any Given Podcast with your hosts, Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. Hello and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan Simpson. And I'm Brendan Ward. How's it going today, Ethan? We got a little new setting behind you. What's going on? Oh, nothing too much, you know. Just out here. Just got back from Tropicana Field. Let me tell you what. Living life, watching some baseball, can't complain. I mean, what 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 better way to spend what's what's leading up into Memorial Day weekend uh coming up this weekend? Speaking of good ways to spend some time, playoff basketball is here. We are actually in the conference finals already. It's been a couple weeks in the East. You got Miami taking on Boston. That series has been real back and forth. None of the games have really been tight, but, you know, a new winner each night because that series is tied 2-2. And then over in the West, you got Golden State taking on uh, the Dallas Mavericks. That game, that series has not been that tight. Golden State has a, while we're recording, is game four. Looks like Golden State might not, might not close out the series in a sweep, but they do currently lead three to what'll probably be one by the end of by the by the end of us recording this show. Uh, what I what I want to talk about with the conference finals is is this kind of what you expected with these? Did you think that Dallas could hang around with Golden State, or did you think somebody in the East was just going to take that? take that series and run with it, or did you expect it to be a back-and-forth kind of series? Yeah, with with the East, definitely expected that one to go back back and forth. I, I have a feeling that one's going to go down to a Game 7, just because those teams, they seem pretty evenly stacked in how they perform and play. So they're, they're a pretty even team there. And with the West, I mean, what do you expect when you have the Warriors back balling like they did in in the mid two thousand twenties, tens? Ten. Wow. We just started. See, my brain's already in twenty twenty, the twenty twenties. I'm already ready for the next uh, this decade. But yeah, like they did back in you know twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, twenty six. Go on and on and on. Yeah. But yeah, they they've got their shooters back, as you know. Uh, they got Clay back, everybody. So I expected that to happen. You can't really ride just on Luca the whole time if you're Dallas. I know they have other ballers around them, but come on, you got the big three. You got the big one. You know. Yeah. Going up against the big three, what do you expect there? Well, well, well. It's very similar to probably. 2018 uh that that series where lebron and that was after kyrie had already left and and kevin love was still a not wasn't himself and so in 2018 you pretty much had lebron versus like you said that they had big four at that time uh so so it's now you're seeing that it is really that hard luca is looked at as one of the best guys in the league in even so that he's getting the LeBron comparisons already. And then you see him go up against this team, Golden State, who we both have, have basically come on and said we can't stand. Um, just that's because of the Cleveland in us, you know what I'm saying. 
Uh, but but it's almost getting to a point where you gotta yeah exactly. But it's getting to a point where you almost gotta respect it because they did that four year five year run when when four four in a row were against Cleveland and then they got the loss to the Raptors uh, when Kawhi won the title there. And, and and then injuries happened, and everybody in Golden State was just like, well, wait. Just wait till we're not injured and we're back. And here they are again, healthy. And they're, they're running away with the Western Conference Finals, and I know I said that in Game 4, the Dallas Mavericks, were uh, last I looked, were up 25 or something like that uh, So in, in, in the second half. So looking like they were going to win Game 4 to not get swept in that series. But... I know they've blown a lead before, but losing a series up 3 nothing is pretty unheard of, and I don't foresee it happening with the Dallas Mavericks because it's just it's hard. But over there in the East, like you said, Miami has been number one all year in the East, but a lot of people don't believe in them. Boston has Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. It's a very good series. It's, it's the reason why I know Milwaukee last in, in the second round can, can claim injuries, but it's the reason why that series was as good as it was. Boston is a very good team. Miami is a very good team. I'm interested to see how either one of them are going to stack up against what I, is gonna, what I believe is going to be Golden State in the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fantastic Finals either way whether it's Miami or Boston, as I said, both teams, they seem to be very evenly matched there. So it, it, it'll be fun. Not going to be another, you know, uh, blowout series like you brought up with 2018. Yeah. Uh, are you past the Golden State hate? Can, can you kind of look at them objectively now? No. No, it's still there. No, I still hate him. I, I'm I, like Steph. No. Like I didn't mean to change the game, you I know. Didn't. And then you got Draymond breathing out of his mouth, talking like an idiot. You know, have you, did you see him going crazy in that interview, talking wild? Yeah, yeah. And, he's just talking crazy. It's the reason why I can't get past it. Mostly is probably Draymond Green and how he is in the media and and and, and like you said, talking about things just insanely he's probably the reason i can't get past it i kind of respect clay coming back from the injuries he's had the player he is to what was it game six in the last series he went off like he normally does in game sixes matthew delavadova said something today that kind of i think solidified himself as a cavaliers legend for life he said how come when the warriors are down to steph curry can't make a shot but when they're up six, he's the best pure shooter in NBA history. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Steph, can he makes those crazy, uh, unattested shots. That's what he does. And when he's up, he's up. When he's on fire, he's on fire. And when he's not, he is not. He cannot, he cannot catch that spark to save his life out there when he's playing like that. Uh, and... The guy doesn't really have any defense. He can't do anything besides shoot those wild threes. So once you shut him down like that, like in the 2015 NBA Finals, when Delhi shut him down, yeah. you saw what happened. He got shut down. <laughs> there was a lot of shutdowns when it all worked. Yeah, I know. Right? I was like, oh. he got, moral of the story, he got shut down. Speaking of shutdown defenders, Evan Mobley. First team all rookie, first cab to do it since probably Kyrie Irving. Uh, it, it, I, I can't remember if he actually did it though, so it's probably since LeBron. If 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 memory serves me correct, I'd have to look back and see if Kyrie Irving won first team all rookie. A guy that me and you both believe, I believe that is a uh, generational type talent. Evan Mobley's going to be that centerpiece at the four for for a very long time for this Cavaliers team, as long as they're willing to pay him, because at some point he's going to get paid big money. Very impactful in his rookie season. Cavs made the play in this year, 
probably, if it weren't for injuries at the end of la- at the end of the year, would have n- not even had to have played in that play-in tournament, and probably were looking at a top four or five seed, uh, in the East. So for them to for 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 that to kind of be solidified, uh, with Evan Mobley, unfortunately not winning Rookie of the Year, but being being voted first team All Rookie. N- nothing but bright hopes for the future of this Cavaliers team. Absolutely. I'm excited. Tower City. 216. Let's go. 216. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of keep it rolling with the Cavs then. Kyrie Irving. And I know I, I said we're keeping it rolling with the Cavs, but it's because Kyrie Irving was on a podcast last week uh, talking about his time in Cleveland and how he was immature and not really into the game like he should be. And had he had a behavioral change at that time, the Cavaliers should have won more championships. Even going so far to say is he is the reason they didn't. Kyrie regrets leaving Cleveland. Does Cleveland regret losing Kyrie? 100%. Look, we have we have a fantastic team now. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't change that, right? I mean, well, if we could have the 2016 team, 16 team going through this NBA, the East, like, you know, they were back then, then absolutely. But I wouldn't trade this team to have Kyrie back now, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I... If it took him leaving Cleveland and going to Boston where he thought he was going to win some more rings and didn't, you saw how that worked out. Now he goes to the Nets. That's clearly not working out. There's something more than is right in front of you on the TV screen. There is something deep going on in that locker room. Uh, They need to figure that out. But if he's sitting there on a podcast, like uh, we could have won many more rings. We could have won many more championships. Kind of just sitting there and regretting it. If I was a Nets fan, I'd be a little pissed off. Yeah. Hearing one of your star players sit there and say, I regret leaving. That's like being like, I, yeah, I regret breaking up with her. And I'm dealing with. Right. Right. I got it. I'm doing this now. I regret the one. Ball and chain. But to be fair, can you blame him? That team should be better than a play-in team, my man. Uh, and a first-round exit. Yeah, right. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you got Blake Griffin. You had Kevin Dur- or you have Kevin Durant. You have Kyrie Irving. You had James Harden, right? You got Harris coming off the bench. You had DeAndre. Or you have DeAndre. Jordan, I I mean, what more can you want? That is a two K fantasy team right there. It, but 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 it is. It's a two K fantasy team, and mm-hmm. I think that's what Kevin Durant learned. It it's not even just about having the most names, because if those names don't mesh, it don't work. Kevin Durant, I think, over the last few years has proved that he's probably the best scorer in all of basketball. But 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 if your teammates don't mesh, you can't go that far. He mm-hmm. he he was that in Oklahoma City. Well, we knew that about him, which is why it was so absurd that he joined Golden State when he did. Well, we knew he was one of the best. It just doesn't work if you don't mesh with your teammates. My thing is is it seems like LeBron and Kyrie are kind of on this media tour. To kind of mm. reunite in Cleveland, almost is what it gets. Kyrie Irving, for since he left, has been nothing but anti-Cleveland until now, and now it's on yeah. Reddit. It was wrong. That was stupid of me. It, it it really went down badly. Even when the trade request happened, I didn't want it to go down like that. I met with management and then wanted to talk with LeBron. But by the time I got back from China, everything got out and I never got a chance to talk with LeBron. LeBron was pulling the strings behind the scenes. 
just setting all of this up, it seems, to, for, for, for Cavaliers fans to accept him. So my question to you, and it will be our final question before we get into baseball, can the Cavaliers keep the team as currently constructed, plug in Kyrie and LeBron, and be successful without also mortgaging the future? Because with LeBron, you're going to have to wait another year. But I think LeBron realizes he's getting older and he's not going to command a bunch of money. Kyrie Irving, on the other hand, you're going to have to pay him. But if Darius Garland, and rumors are, if rumors are true on Darius Garland, and he's willing to take less money so that this team can be good, I think he'd be willing to play the one while you put Kyrie Irving at the two and Colin Sexton at six man of the year. You plug in LeBron at three with Evan Mobley playing center and Kevin Love playing power forward. I think you got a really good team and you're you're competing for championships. But again, you gotta wait for year twenty LeBron. You gotta wait for Kyrie to decide he wants out of Brooklyn. And it seems like they're setting that up. So can it happen? Yeah, it could. I mean, you just have to get a rocket mortgage. Probably probably couldn't probably wouldn't be that hard. I mean the the owner of the team owns the dang mortgage company, so might as hey. he better be able to give himself a loan. Hey, if they rocket mortgage that team, you could best believe you'll see LeBron at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I, I that's what a the thing is is I don't think he's the one you're gonna have to pay. I think if the Cavs dr- were like, yeah, we'll bring in Bronny, we'll give him a G League contract, we'll call him up if you come here. LeBron's LeBron got enough money. He'll be like, give me a five million dollar a year deal. Kyrie Irving's the one I think you're going to have to take the mortgage out for. Well, I mean, Kyrie got paid in Boston, right? Yeah. He went in there and just took all their money. He followed the rainbow, right? He definitely got the gold from the leprechaun. Yeah. So uh, he might take – I mean, you got you to gotta think here, right? What's going to fly off the shelves? Kyrie Irving's and Kyrie Irving jerseys. You know, your shoes are going to go dumb crazy like they were when you were played in Cleveland. Your jersey sales, well, now that I think about it, everybody has a Kyrie or LeBron jersey. Unless LeBron, what's up? Who wears number two? You got to give that back to Kyrie. You got to, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way, because Kyrie is going to be up in the rafters. Yeah. No matter what. Well, he hit the shot. He's, he's already there. Yeah. No matter what. I mean, and the way he came in post-LeBron leaving and then for the first time post-LeBron leaving, came in, gave Cleveland hope, and then stuck around and was planning on just playing here the rest of his career. Yeah. If, if those personal problems, like he said, in the locker room didn't happen, he was going to be here for the rest of his career. But, yeah, you definitely give Kyrie two back. No way he's wearing 11. Well, you can't wear 11. They, they retired Z? Yeah. Ah. So. Put, uh, put Sexton in, like, who cares, really? Put him in 20-something. Give right, him, put him 75 in. for all I give a shit. <laughs> can't put him in 22 either. No, that's Nance. The only person that can do that is Junior. Right. So I don't pick a number, bro. Right, just two, yeah. four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen. Pick one of those. Go up the go up the ladder there. But uh yeah, they definitely could do this if these guys take a pay cut and do it. And you tell these young guys because it it, it is absolutely plausible to be like, Hey, you guys are gonna come off the bench. You know, you're not you're not starters anymore. But you're gonna learn from Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. Only one, only one man. Chetty already is borderline. Should be on the bench. He's only starting because they don't have a better option at three. Darius Garland, I would keep him as the starting point guard. You have Kyrie Irving playing shooting guard, so really the only person oh. I feel you're sending down is Colin Sexton. Yeah, but he's hurt anyway. Yeah, and that stays that, on the IL. And even before any of this happens, he might even be the second string anyways. Yeah. Like, he might even be six-man already. Yeah, I mean, 
I honestly would say just trade him. If, if it, it comes down to Kyrie wanting to come, just just trade Colin Sexton. If that's how it's got to be, if that's what you got to do to bring him back, then see you later, buddy. But right, <laughs> and you try to, and you're trying to get Bronny in there too. Exactly. You, 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 I didn't even think about that. You you are gonna need even if he's not that good, you are gonna need room for him on the roster. So so sure, yeah. If Colin Sexton, by by all means, I like him. I, yeah. I think he's gotten better. I think he's good, but I think there's a lot of good players in the NBA. Right. I there's when they were talking about Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook wanting to come to Cleveland back in the day when he went, first originally wanted out after after KD left. And there was the rumors going around. Like he didn't formally ask for a trade, but there was the rumors yeah. going around. At first I was like, yeah, dude, I would love to see Russ come to Cleveland. Then after a while I was like, yeah, that probably would have worked. Just because Russ doesn't know how not to be the superstar. Yeah, and we really found that out um, about him more recently. Just because I don't know why somebody as talented as Russell Westbrook doesn't work anywhere. Yeah. I, I don't get it. And it's not that it's not oh, I get it. <laughs> like you said, he's got to be the guy. He's so right. ball aggressive. He's it's, it's it. So I get it, but I thought if anybody could figure him out and make him work in a system, it's the guy wearing number six over in, in Los Angeles. You know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, um, real fast, talking about the guy wearing number six in Los Angeles. Tell me why, get out of the car today, heading into Progressive Field, not Progressive Field, Tropicana Field. Um, <laughs> Heading into Tropicana Field, first guy I see as soon as I get out of the car is wearing a Jose Ramirez jersey, right? Banana Lands. For real? Yeah, we're in Tampa. Yeah, right. Sorry, we're in we're in St. Petersburg and they're playing the Miami Marlins. So these are two Florida teams. This guy's rocking a Jose Ramirez jersey. Indians too, by the way. Okay. And then the next guy is rocking head to toe. Lakers LeBron gear like he's got the Lakers like basketball like you know team issued shorts Ah. got the yellow LeBron jersey on he's got a Lakers fitted and I was like this dude right here was rocking you know a couple years ago he was rocking the 23 and a couple years before that he was rocking the number three sorry the number six you might not have even thought that if he wouldn't have popped out of the freaking same car as the guy with the Ramirez jersey. Yeah, it was it was just banana lands. It was like, what what the hell's going on here? There's like no excuse for it though. As a grown ass man, you cannot wear the you cannot Bro. wear the team issued shorts with the jersey. You can wear them separately. You Bro, can't these... full on dress like you're, you're about to suit up for the game. These weren't even like the yellow ones matching, you know, it was like the regular home Lakers jersey. And then he had like the blue with the yellow on the sides. So he had a mismatch game fit on. Yeah. <laughs> it was blew my mind. I almost wanted to take a picture, but I was like He got yeah. the yellow ones at home. He 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 knew the rules. He knew you can't put you can't be a grown man and Put on the whole full game day fit. You can't do it. So he Bro, was like, you know what? I better go with the different shorts. He was he was dressed like he got you know walked straight out of 2006 and right into 2022. Like no buffer zone there. It's, it was wild. That, I mean, that, that's that's that is wild to to see it at a game that that has nothing to do with Cleveland in. Florida, like you said, uh, two Florida teams in St. Petersburg, just swab. But since we're on baseball, and since we're on, since you brought up the Indians, we were told when the name was going to change that the history wouldn't. They were the Cleveland Indians. That'll never change, 
But going forward, they need to be the Guardians. And slowly, I feel like me and you have softened up and, and have tuned in to kind of what's good. We haven't really watched them yet, but we've tuned in to kind of what's been happening with them a little more and more as the season goes on. But what we have noticed is the history is not being preserved. Major League Baseball refuses to say Indians. You tweeted something the other day, uh, and I don't know exactly what it was, but it was a graphic. And it was like the last time these teams did this certain stat. And it, it was said, when it, it was when a, a team won without getting a hit. Okay, so yeah, and and I don't remember the exact year, but it just said Cleveland, and it was more recent. I think it was like two years ago or something like that when it happened. No, no, no. This it was like '98 or something. Okay, so maybe I confused 2018 and '98, but but still. They, they were the Cleveland Indians. Stop yeah. erasing history. They literally just wrote Cleveland. Yeah. They and had Every other team name there. It, it was deliberate as hell in the graphics that they decided not to put Indians. Yeah. Like, dude, just, just put Cleveland Indians, bro. It, it says, like, 98. Just yeah. put Indians in there. We, we know what they were. Deal. We we know what they were twenty four years ago, right? Like we know the name of the team just last year. So I get it. They 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 changed it. We're halfway through another season. It's not happen. It's not going back. You know what I'm saying? It happened. We got to deal with it, no matter if we're frustrated or not. If we're still going to be a fan of the team, we still got to deal with it. But come on. In 1998, they were the Cleveland Indians. Be better than that. Acknowledge the history because that's all baseball freaking has right now. Yeah, it it it's just, it blew my mind when I saw that graphic. Absolutely blew my mind. Just like you said, that's that's what the team name was back then. They were the Cleveland Indians, and you really took out the Indians, like. It, at least put Guardians after that, bro. I, I probably would have found an issue with that, too, and called it out. But at least you're acknowledging that it was a team, not just the city. Yeah. It's just a city. Exactly. It, it, it's almost like putting a Jackie Robinson thing up there and just putting Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Instead of the yeah. Dod- Brooklyn Dodgers. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's important to put Dodgers... Because then you know they went from Brooklyn to Los Angeles, and it's a big thing. It's a part of the history of baseball, which right now, in terms of marketing and everything, all baseball has is its history. It's really the only thing that keeps people around this game anymore. They need to figure out what they're going to do moving forward, because unfortunately baseball is a dying sport at the professional and, and, and television level. I was at a, during spring training earlier this year, we went to a game and tried to go in and they were like, we went up to the box office the, where you buy your tickets, right? Yeah. Yeah. A uh, couple tickets for today's game. And the person who was being paid to sell us tickets sat there and said, yeah, you got to buy them online. Well, what? Yeah, you got to buy them online. Hold on. Your job is to sit here and tell us to buy them online. You can't just sell us two tickets. And then this mom and her young son, who was probably probably in like fourth or fifth grade, I'd say, yeah, like around then, came up and they were going to get tickets. But the dude was like, oh, yeah, buy them online. So the mom was just like, you know what? We went to a game, you know, two weeks ago or something. You can watch opening day tomorrow on on TV. Yeah. The kid was like super disappointed because well, she was going to pay cash. And then they leave. And as they're leaving, they were like already in the parking lot. And the guy was just like, fine. And like printed out tickets to give to us. Like – Dude, we are trying to give you money to come to the game. 
and you're just like, oh, get him online. I don't want to do. I don't want to reopen up the cash register. So, so at that point, it was just him. Yeah, it was, it was that dude being like, I ain't trying to do my job. Go get that shit yourself. Pretty yeah. much, like, <laughs> because when the two other guys came up, and the guys looked at it, and they were just like, hey, it says it's uh, off. You know, they're not on sale anymore. And so the guys like, ah, fine, here you guys go. It was just like, dude, you had tickets the whole time. It's just little things like that that they're doing that is just pushing fans away. You know, it, it, just the unnecessary hassle of that, which I had no problem buying them online. The same thing. They were off sale. So I had to download the MLB at bad app, yeah. which I downloaded. Or I didn't have on my phone because I haven't gone to a Major League Baseball game since 2019. So... I had to re-download it while it was downloading. That's when this whole thing happened. And then today, on top of that, I'm at the game and I asked somebody, I said, hey, where's the smoking section? Like, where do I scan my tickets to go outside and smoke? And this dude was like, you go outside, you stay out. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, dude, you leave, you're not coming back in. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what? You guys don't have an outside smoking section? Everything around your stadium is a parking lot. This isn't downtown, you know. This yeah, isn't I, downtown Tampa. This isn't downtown Cleveland. You're allowed to go out and smoke in downtown Cleveland and come back in. But I can't walk out to the parking lot where there are already security guards standing out there. So you can tell them. And I'm going to have to come back in through metal detector and stuff. So I'm not getting anything. Yeah. But I can't go and smoke. So you're a smoke-free environment. But yet you can still... Hot dogs, ice cream, energy drinks, beer, liquor, all that stuff. You know, fattening foods, alcohol, everything like that. But smoking's where you draw the line. Absolutely absurd. That's just another crazy thing right there. Yeah. I have no problem with people eating trash food. I ate a hot dog today. I love it. I drank a Diet Coke today. You know, awesome. Yeah. I have no problem with people drinking beers and they advertise it for beers and whatnot. Awesome. Cool. It's a part of the game. It's part of having fun going out there. But then you're banning tobacco because you don't want, you know, you don't want it to be a bad influence on kids when, you know, yeah, the third idiot is brought to you by Anheuser Bush, Budweiser, the King of Beers, you know? <laughs> that whole run was brought to you by Jim Bean. Jim Bean. Well, we started night off right. Uh, whatever Jim Beam's slogan is. But, you know, yeah. you know what yeah, well, I'm saying? No, it's 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 kind of like the, the, the Guardians now. They got the Arby's stuff. If the Guardians steal a base, you steal a French fry. Go get your fat ass some fries at the, at, at the drive-in for free. Right. It's like it's the World Series. If somebody steals a base, you steal a taco from Taco Bell. Right. It's it's all sorts of these marketing ploys. And then and then. They, they pick and choose which ones are good and which ones are bad. And, and right. it's all sorts of extra governing by baseball on top of the fact that they don't market their superstars or if they decide to market their superstars, certain members of the media decide to get a little upset. One, one Miss Michelle Tafoya decided that she was a little sick of Shohei Otani and we're going to just quickly talk about this because it's not really that big of a deal. But she decided that she was going to be, she was going to yell at the Angels broadcast for, for talking about Shohei Otani. Uh, she said enough with the Otani baseball banter. Uh, that guy is the most marketable guy in baseball. Who the fuck else are they going to talk about? Sorry right. for the F word, but again, I know they have Mike Trout on the team, but that guy is the only guy in, 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 at least the the recent history of baseball that does what he does, and, and and was last year's MVP. He's on the he's on the front of the new baseball game. Why wouldn't they talk about him, Michelle? I just don't get it. I can. Here's the thing. I'm fifty fifty on this, right? Okay. Uh, look, fifty percent. I agree 100% what she's talking about, right? Because he is all over ESPN, you know, SportsCenter, everything. Everybody's talking about him like nobody has ever pitched and hit before, right? Uh, Babe Ruth didn't exist. Well, yeah. 
I get it. It's it's just more recent that it doesn't happen. But And he's a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. He's exciting to watch. That's why they're marketing him like that. But it's just like with Luca, you know, and Steph and all those guys, they keep talking about these players. They're fantastic. I get it. But it's like, come on, there's there's new guys coming to the league every year. It's like when when people are talking about um, Tom Brady, you know, or Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. I get it. These guys are insane athletes or they're talking about the Bosa brothers. Right. These guys are insane athletes. I get it. But there's also players doing these fantastic, insane, unthinkable, unimaginable plays. Right that you or I could not do. So I, I get the marketing aspect, and I, but I also get her not wanting to hear about it. So I, I get both sides, you know? Yeah, I can agree with you. There's, there's 17 other guys on that, on that diamond. Well, I, I, don't listen to me. All right, I, 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 I on the field. I, I, I did nine plus nine minus one. If that makes sense. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 So don't listen to me. Uh, it, it's late. Hey. No. No. I. I told. Hey. We we're not math guys. Math. We shouldn't be doing. I'm a math guy. Okay. I'm not a math. math guy. I did the so. math, but what's? So let's see. That's ten, eleven, ten. It's ten guys at a time. Right. There's nine, a nine fielders. There's nine positions. Nine yeah. fielders in a batter. So there's 10 guys on the field at once. Yeah, 10, exactly. See, once I get to thinking about it, I'm, I'm, I'm there. But Math is for squares, bro. Math is for – we're in some squares right now, bro. That's what we're in right now. <laughs> uh, but but, but I, like I said, I, I get the marketing thing, but I also get they're kind of overdoing it to where they did it to Mike Trout, right? They did it to Bryce Harper. I personally like Mike Trout a lot better than Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper seems like a total bro douche. I mean, come on. He grew up in Las Vegas. Okay. He went to the same he went to the same school as as uh perennial douchebag Tate Martell. Yeah, there you go. That's all that's all you really have to say about it. But I I mean it, it seems like they're just overdoing it. And it's just kind of getting old. Same with the whole Steph thing. Like, oh, Steph is amazing. It's like, yeah, but look at all these other point guards in the league. Right? Look at all these other guys that can hit and feel like these guys. I get it. Awesome. They're like, Patrick Mahomes throws a pass that I can't believe. I've never seen anything like it. It's like he threw it sidearm because there was a defender in his face with his hands up. I've it, seen it hundreds of times. He threw it that way because he had to. Right. Well, I, I I agree with you because it happened in the last NFL playoffs. Josh Allen was the best quarterback in the playoffs, but nobody talked about it. Yeah, because he's more of a – he's in Buffalo, which – I mean, people are talking about Josh Allen, but not as much as Patrick Mahomes. They, Everybody they, won't shut the hell up about Patrick Mahomes, which I, don't get me wrong, he's a great – he is a fantastic NFL quarterback. Is he? He's good. What if he ends up with only one? Well, that's a tough one then. I mean, but what about the guys that don't have any rings that are in the hall? I, I get it, man. He's just right now he's he, he's on the same trajectory as Aaron Rodgers. One early and then haven't done shit since. Aaron Rodgers is the first bout Hall of Famer. I I I I I do not disagree with you. You just have to win more. What about Philip Rivers then? Philip Rivers never won one. And I I feel like there's it, I'm not gonna argue. I think he's a Hall of Famer, but yeah. I feel like there are gonna be people that argue he isn't because he doesn't have one. Yeah, well that doesn't matter. You know who else has a ring? Jeff Garcia. His stats don't back that up. You gotta have both almost. Yeah. His stats are there. Philip Rivers' stats are there. Philip Rivers' numbers don't lie. I'll, I'll put it like this. The ring doesn't get you in there, but it's certainly an argument to keep you out. 
Yeah. But he, you know what? He does have a ring. He has the most important ring. And that's the ring on his left ring finger. The marriage to his beautiful wife when they met in college and have 22, 23, 60, however many kids they have. That is the most important ring in that man's life. I get it, man. He's, he's a Christian man. He he takes care of his kids. I, I love Philip Rivers. Like I said, me personally, I think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Then again, like I said, though, there are going to be a lot of people that aren't like me that are going to argue that because he never won, he's not. And it's absurd, but it's true. Now, now I only brought up the Patrick Mahomes thing because I do think it's – it really is. People are starting to be like, what have you done for me lately with Patrick Mahomes? And and it's simply because, like, yes, all of this stuff is flashy. And all of this stuff is great. And you've played great for, for years now. But you only won once. And you're paid like nobody has ever been paid before. We have never in, uh, in NFL history seen a 10-year half a billion dollar contract that's 500 million dollars we've never seen that before and patrick mahomes got it with an injury guarantee that was guarantees that he will make until deshaun watson signed with the browns patrick mahomes injury guarantee was bigger than any nfl quarterback contract in history at $150 million. No quarterback had ever signed for more than that until recently when Rodgers and, and Watson did. He's got to back that up. And, and here's the thing, too. When it comes down to Hall of Fame voting at the end of his career, I hope and I pray that they deduct him votes and points, whatever it is, votes, because the one thing he does have is an annoying-ass wife. And an annoying ass brother. So I hope they deduct points from his Hall of Fame ballot because of those two. I I, I, I agree with you. Uh, and I'll leave kind of the so we can get into more Brown stuff. I'll leave the Patrick Mahomes talk at. I really truly think he's got to do something these coming years because he's down to just Kelsey. And, and if he doesn't do anything, then the talk becomes, well, he only did this because he had the Hall of Fame coach, the best tight end in football, the fastest wide receiver in football, and an insane offense. If he can't continue, it, it becomes Patrick Mahomes was so good because of the team around him. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, he's definitely going, he, he is 100% going to the Hall of Fame just because of what he's done up until now. I, I, I. I would say he's all a famer. Yeah. I just, like he, I just think people are going to start questioning him. Yeah. Hopefully this does not happen to him, but say he has some kind of Alex Smith, Joe Theismann injury and go, you know, can't play again. Oh, Alex Smith. But you know what I mean? Some kind of horrific injury. Like I said, hopefully this does not happen. I am not yeah. giving him yeah. knock on wood. I'm not giving him any kind of bad juju. Well, actually, he does kind of have a juju now. Oh, jeez. Dotted that right off the dome. We're freestyling here, folks. We, but yeah, we, so, we pretty much are freestyling at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. Hopefully he doesn't get injured, but he's still – what he has done is fantastic, wild, irresponsible at times plays. But it seemed to work out for him. Uh, yeah, we're just kind of rambling about Patrick Mahomes. Right? But, but since we're on the NFL, might as well kind of continue with it. Jarvis Landry, uh, uh, Cleveland Brown for the last few years, arguably the guy that changed the culture in Cleveland, ends up signing with the New Orleans Saints last week. One-year deal worth up to $6 million. Very low base number. I think it was like $1.5 million. And a lot of it is performance-based. He can get up to that $6 million. My question to you is, knowing that how low this deal is, is it safe to say Jarvis just did not want to be here anymore? Yes and yes. Okay, all right. 
So yes and yes, I only asked one question, but I'm going to go ahead and have you elaborate. Yes, it's clear that he doesn't want to be here because, I mean, six mil for one year. Right. Come on, man. He's He knows he's worth more than that. I was going to say yes and no, but I changed it at the last second, so I said yeah. yes and yes. So, yes, obviously there was something going on in the locker room that goes above and beyond Baker Mayfield. And I don't know if that's the Odell trade. I, I think that has a lot to do with it because he didn't re-sign with the Browns even after they got Watson. So there's got to be something going on either in that front office or with members of the coaching staff. Something's going on there that he did not like. And it, it could have just all been the reason that they released Odell. I I would say I agree with everything but that it's based off of Odell. Because I think the kind of... And may, well, then again, maybe it is because I feel like damage control lately has been like maybe we shouldn't have done the Odell thing. Maybe we did treat Odell bad. Maybe we should bring him back. Now that we've got Watson and Baker is not the quarterback. So maybe that all was just damage control in terms of what was going on with Jarvis. So, yeah, I, I, I now that I talked myself into it, maybe I do agree that it could have just been the Odell thing. And he felt disrespected. You brought in my boy and then all of a sudden my boy's not good enough to be here. And, and, and then now you decide that the quarterback is really the problem. And so, so that's on you. It's not for me to stick around here and, and you to eventually decide that I'm the problem. So he went and then went to, went home to Louisiana who, uh, somehow started this off season over the cap, restructured a few deals and then now signed like freaking five people. And two of them are Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matthew, two of the bigger names in football. So the, so the Saints are over there doing big things. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, uh, you wrote on here, South Carolina senior annualist. Tell me what that means. Uh, something that he's more qualified to do than being a head coach. So that's his new job. He's the senior analyst for the Gamecocks? Yes. It's all right. So he's, a, he, he's analyzing Cox games. I mean, <laughs> like I said, something he's more qualified to do than being a head coach. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's pretty good at analyzing Cox. Uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, Freddie Kitchens, there you go. Uh, NFL draft lottery. Rumor that, that there might be an NFL draft lottery similar to what the NBA's got going on. Could it limit, limit taking, tanking or increase it? I think it increases it because uh, if you go with the percentages that the NBA does, where it's like if you win two games, I, I said two because it's a little different in the NFL. There's only 17 of them on the scratches. Uh, if you win two games, you have less of a chance to get the number one pick. or or So, so you would not want to win. You'd probably have more teams being like, I have to be at that zero to one number. I can't win more than one game or I'm screwed out of that first pick. And, and then and then you do get those some sometimes where that guy that actually won five games is going to end up getting your number one pick. I think it, it increases it because more teams are going to want to have, have a lower record. But I also think that it, it might prohibit it because it doesn't matter as much anymore. It's no longer just be a shit team and you're number you're the automatically number one like Jacksonville the last two years to, to solidify two number one picks in a row had to be very bad and actively tried to be bad yeah I, it was almost like it was almost like Jacksonville was playing with booty hole I mean I mean they did hire a coach that liked to do it at the club so uh, you know Jacksonville is Jacksonville. They've always been a terrible team. They had that one year where they beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs, and then, and then the Patriots just kind of handled them in the AFC Championship game. 
with old Blake Bortles at, at quarterback. But that's because that defense was one of the best defenses the NFL has ever seen. That was a extremely fun time, actually, watching those games. I was riding. I was riding with Jacksonville that whole time. So I was like, "This is wild." They, you know, they weren't doing anything last year. I I, I watched that 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 Steelers Jacksonville game at a funeral home, at the funeral of my stepmom's brother who who overdosed. Oh yeah. yeah. So like, but I wasn't I too that. emotional. I was just sitting in the basement watching the game. But yeah, but yeah. I watched that game a little a uh, little differently. We were at this bar down in uh, Longboat Key in Florida, and it was a bar where you were allowed to smoke. Yeah. It was a sports bar down on Bridge Street. It was, it was pretty fun, except for after a while, I was like, okay. Like, you know, once you're there for probably <laughs> however many, like, we watched like two games yeah. there. And after about two games, it was like, all right. Uh, let's go outside. Yeah, it's time to go. You know, because after after a couple pops, you, you know, the smoke, it doesn't bother you as much when you're in there. You, you kind of forget. And then... Catch you know, up I, with the throat and shit. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it, it's a fun place. I enjoy I enjoyed watching games there. Yeah, a lot of shuffleboard things, but that's, uh, that's not what we were talking about. We were talking about teams like Jacksonville... And whatnot. I think when it comes down to will it limit tanking, right? Because you could win five games, you could win two games, you could win zero games, but you're still going to have relatively the same amount of chance to get the first round pick. You know, you, yeah. what, you'll have a couple more, like a one or two more balls in the lottery. It's uh, it's less than ball like, machine. It's like less than five percent. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. So these, it's like okay, we can actually try. All right, we already know our team shit, right? We got these holes. We got these holes in our secondary and in our O line. We need to get so you know we need to get some guys in here, or we have a quarterback who's good there for now. He's mm, whatever. He's just kind of a, a journeyman fill piece. We can go after. I'm I'm liking this guy. Going, he's either going first. He's going top five, right? This quarterback's going top five. All right. We can at least try to win a couple games and pick him up. Yeah. You know, let's not actively fail and call stupid calls, you know, telling Josh Gordon to uh, slow down on passes thrown to him from Brian Hoyer and whatnot. It's just, I don't know, I feel like it would, teams wouldn't tank as much, so it'd be more, it'd be more of a competitive game is what I'm getting at. Like a competitive season. If, if the chances are, if there's better, if there's, what am I trying to say here? There's, if there's a better chance of you getting the, the top lottery pick, if even if you try. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or I just sound like no, you, you just kind of went in and elaborated on, on, on kind of the same stuff. Why, kind of, we agreed. You, why not try? Even if your team shit, why not try? Because if you if you have zero wins or you have three wins, you're still gonna have the same shot at number one. Uh, yeah, and so so it lessens that. So I'm a fan of the NFL draft lottery. I think they should do it because then it just creates. The NFL is already so great at creating intrigue and and, and materializing these these storylines out of nowhere for their product to get us all to tune in. So an NFL draft lottery would only make that so much more. Uh, the last thing I have on the docket for us is Deshaun Watson. Uh, he took he took the offense uh, all but, like I think it said, seven players on, on the Cleveland Browns offense to the Bahamas last week to kind of work out and get ready for OTAs, which started on the 25th of May, so while earlier today. 
uh, if you kind of keep up with when we're recording. Other than that, he did also meet with NFL officials uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of last week. Those meetings are believed to be done. It is rumored that the NFL may make a decision on his on his future soon, but it's also kind of dependent on just how they want to the to play it because the trial stage of most of the cases against Deshaun Watson is not going to end until 2023, likely after this year's Super Bowl. Uh, so the the NFL, if they make a decision now. People are worried that they may also make a decision, a second decision to suspend. So two years of two separate suspensions, uh, because the case won't, the cases will finally, hopefully end in 2023. Uh, there, there's been the HBO talk. The lawyer on HBO says there's no actual evidence of guilt from Deshaun Watson. There have been depositions that have come out where where Deshaun admitted to to a lady crying leaving one of the massage sessions. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff happening around Deshaun Watson this past week. And I think it all boils down to, does he get suspended or not? Will he get suspended this year and next year with two separate suspensions? And how long? So, so to kind of just boil that down, with everything that's happened with Deshaun over the last week, does he get suspended this year and how long? Yes, he gets suspended this year. Um, I think we're looking at a five-game suspension. Solely on the fact that Roger Goodell is, as a lot a lot of people would call him, a snake. Okay. Just because he does everything for cash. There's no integrity behind that man. That's what other people say. I'm just saying, I'm just quoting other people, right? Yeah. So a lot of people are saying that. Trust me, a lot a lot of people are saying this. A lot of people. A lot of people are saying this. Yeah, gotcha. But, but, but just Roger Goodell, he's trying to think of ways that he can keep fans engaged and keep female fans engaged and coming to games, right? Yeah. So what's his plan here? Okay. We suspend him for five games this year while we're still trying to figure it out. You know, it's while we're pending the outcome of this trial, whatever. I I just feel that in my bones that he's doing that. And then once the jury, the judge and jury come to a decision like you said, probably after the Super Bowl in 2023, that's when he'll make his actual decision. And then it's probably going to be something wild, like a two-year suspension. I I can just see it happening that Deshaun Watson is going to be, he's going to be the poster child for, for, you know, what happens to you if you sexually abuse women or go against the, you know, policy yeah just because he's a big star big name this has been going on for almost three years now i i can just see roger goodell doing that this has got to be to me you just gave the take of the century ethan you just gave me that roger goodell is not only going to suspend a sean watson twice the second suspension is going to be two years just just because you think he has to match MLB throwing out Trevor Bauer. And Trevor Bauer's stuff was was innocent. It was just a weird kink. Yeah, uh, it's a pissing contest with those guys, I swear. I, I I don't necessarily think it's 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 absurd to think that he could suspend him for 2 years at the end of this. I think it's crazy that we could we could get a situation where he gets suspended for a short period of time this year and then plays and then gets suspended for two years. That's what throws me off about it. But it's it, it could happen. It, I, I totally agree with you that we could be looking at a situation where 
we're, we're, we get six, five, six, seven, eight games this year. And, and then next year, when everything's all said and done, there was, there was some sign of discovery that, that allows the NFL to suspend him again. And it could be two years. Uh, that's why I said it's the take of the century, because it's completely freaking plausible with the NFL to me. I know people think it's absurd that they'll suspend him twice, but it's not. Right. Yeah. Goodell, Goodell has the power to do it. And seeing how he's handled situations in the past, uh, yeah, I could, I could totally 100% see him doing that. Yeah, the NFL makes hasty decisions. And, and, and they're all – there's not – none of them are ever just straight across the board the same for every player. Ever. Ever. So he just makes stuff up. He just sits in his little castle in New York and just comes up with things. Right. It's like he has a magic eight ball that he's playing with. He's like, should I suspend Deshaun Watson? Then let him play and suspend him for two years. Ask again. Should I suspend Deshaun Watson? Let him play and then suspend him for two years? All signs point to yes. <laughs> he does that. I was thinking he'd do that. And then once he gets like the, the the confirmation that that's what he should do, he just throws a dart. He he starts throwing darts at a dartboard, and, and right. that's how he picks the length of time. He's right. like just, he's like, oh, what was that kicker's name from the Giants? Lambo? No, that wasn't his name. What was the Giants kicker there? Oh man, I know I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he was like, oh, he beat his wife. Career over. Ray White. Ray Weiss. Ray Wright. Ray Rice punched his wife in an elevator. No suspension. Ray Lewis killed somebody. Self-defense. Right. No suspension. I was like, oh, there's a tape? Hold on. Uh, let's make the uh, ruin this man's career. Uh, well, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Not ruin it. End this man's career. Yeah. He ruined it himself, punching her in that elevator. <laughs> Out looks like he'll never play in the NFL again. Such a Ezekiel Elliott's innocent. Six games. Right. Is he just showing titties? Yeah, it's it's just wild. Uh, yeah, he literally makes it up. It's like you know he spins the board. It's like a wheel of fortune. It it, it truly is. Uh, but that's kind of all I got for this episode. I know it's been two weeks. We, we kind of had a lot to catch up on, but we, we got there. We, we, we made it through everything we needed to talk about, uh, in terms of sports, but I understand you have one last thing for me. Yes, I do. And of course I have it all planned out. Oh, it's written down here, man. Yeah, I know. I, I just got to get to it. That's how I knew it was there. Yeah, I know. I put it in there. I specifically put it in there. It's a good one, too. Yes. All right. Where is it at? My goodness. Here we go. All right. This day in sports history, May 24th, 1967, the AFL officially grants a Football franchise to the city of Cincinnati. Yes, that is right, folks. May 24th, 1967. Cincinnati got themselves the Bungles. Well, we can't really call them the Bungles anymore because they're good now. They, they so, drafted Joey B. Yeah, right? So, yes, May 24th, 1967 is officially... Cincinnati got themselves a professional football team. You, you like me in that sense? You hate that you like that dude? Bro, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, th there's parts like with the way he dresses walking into games, that's just overkill. I like the way he plays. I, I think he tries too hard on the entrances of what he wears. But other than that, I like the way he plays. Um, 
see what he said about Baker? Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that he's from Athens. That's cool, I guess. Ohio, Ohio, guy, born, Ohio guy born and bred. Should have been should have been in the Mac though. Should have played for the Bobcats. He probably would have got to play all five years. Wait, what am I saying? He should. Good thing he didn't play in the Mac. I was like, did you really want that dude playing for the Bobcats? Bro? It took me a second. I had to process, it. and I was like, wait, what am I saying? No, no, no. That have been free. That might have been five straight OU OU Mac championships. Right. Hey, but at least I could have been like, hey, I was watching. Hey, I've been telling you guys about Joe Burrow. Right. One guy I talked about was right. Yeah. The only guy I talked about. Your, your boy going to take Patrick Mahomes' job. I know. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes don't keep winning them Super Bowls, apparently. Right. What was I talking about, really? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I was like, well, but I did. I was like, is he really that good? I just had to get us going on it. You know what I'm saying? But right. awesome. Cincinnati Bengals uh, franchise in 1967. That is all we have for you guys this week. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Any Given Podcast. Where can they follow you, Ethan? You can follow me on Twitter.com at E-T-H Simpson, C-G-O-D. You can follow me on Instagram at E-T-H Simpson. You can follow my main man, Brendan, at at bwardcle on twitter at b.ward52 on instagram do not forget to follow the podcast at podcast given on twitter instagram is instagram is at any given podcast facebook.com slash any given podcast do not forget to subscribe to the youtube it's going to be right up there in the left hand corner or whatever the hell kind of corner it is top right uh in the video just just somewhere on there it tells you to subscribe just hit the button Thank you guys for tuning in to Any Given Podcast. You have a wonderful and fantastic rest of your week. God bless. Stay blessed. Stay safe, folks.